Hey there, wrestling fans. Thanks for listening to our Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. We really appreciate the support. Before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Audacity, a free and easy to use audio editor and recorder, as well as Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting service that will allow you to record straight from your computer, laptop, or phone. And Anchor also allows you to easily distribute your podcast to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, to name a few. Anchor also gives you analytics to track how your podcast is doing and the ability to monetize your podcast as well. And lastly, I'd like to thank bensound.com, which is where I got the intro and outro music for this podcast. Bensound.com is a royalty-free music site with hundreds of songs to use in your videos and projects. Again, thank you for clicking and listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, depending on when you're listening. This is the Fantasy Wrestling College Podcast. Fantasy College Wrestling. Yeah, that, you know, you, you clicked on it. You know what you're listening to. Um, I am your host, Tony DeMarco. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for listening. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Todd Sheftick. Todd, how you doing? Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. How was your Christmas? It was nice. A um, little bit under the weather, but some day quill really helped. So, that. You know, not bad. I had a nice uh, day with my family. Yeah, you flavor your eggnog with it. Yeah, know, yeah, it's exactly. It's a good combo. A little Irish coffee, take yeah. care of everything. Exactly, right. But um, so we had a, a little bit of a break there leading up to uh, week nine this week in fantasy wrestling. And not really much to talk about. Not really going to do a recap. Uh, the results kind of speak for themselves. Not too many upsets, really, or anything. We did say that we were going to do a Megapod uh, today, but... It works out that we are actually going to record something over the weekend, so we'll do week 10. Uh, we'll drop that on Monday in anticipation for week 10, um, and we'll do just this week, uh, week 9, which is only two competitions, really. It's yeah. Midlands and the South Beach duels, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, in, a, in a little bit. But first, let's talk a little bit about freestyle. We don't really talk much about freestyle because we're a fantasy college wrestling podcast. We don't really do anything with freestyle, but senior nationals occurred and there were a lot of good juicy mass matchups that yeah. we saw. Um, so we can just kind of hit on some of those. Yeah, absolutely. That we saw uh, starting at 57, uh, the anticipated, the, uh, the return, the anticipated return of Spencer Lee um, I tweeted out as soon as the brackets came out, he was the three seed. So I said it was a given that he was going to win because yeah. his past two national championships have been him as the three right. seed. I mean, so. he's a three seed, he wins. So. Exactly. So he's going to probably lose sometime during the regular season. When he's the one seed. Yeah, so he's not yeah. the one seed. Yeah. Um, but a loaded bracket at 57, everyone was talking about how are we going to seed this thing. I mean, you have Tomasello, you have Nishan Garrett. Al Waters, Spencer Lee, Darian Cruz, Vito Aragel, and Nikki Pushups, Nick Suriano yeah. coming in, as well as you know Sean Russell, Darian Russell Cruz, and, uh, Corey Clark, yeah, and, and crazy un- weight. Unfortunate for Corey Clark, he had a, an injury 
again, I think someone said they hurt his, his shoulder yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to hear no, injuries. No, never want to hear about injuries. I think there were, um, I counted, I think there were six NCAA champions in this, in Absolute, this bracket. Absolutely crazy. But it lived up to the hype. Yes. Um, Tomasello looked good. He's he He's been injured, you know, in his senior campaign here. And, I mean, he won by Tech. He won 13-2 over Nashawn Garrett. Um, and he faced Lee in the finals. And Lee himself, I guess you would say, had maybe an easier path, maybe? Well, I was – I was shocked that Arizal beat Suriano and that kind of, everybody wanted to see the Suriano Lee semi, right. Which didn't happen because Arizal spoiled the, uh, the anticipation by yeah. beating Suriano two, two, um, on criteria. And then Lee just absolutely just trashed Arizal. Yeah. And then absolutely trashed Tomasello in the finals, which I was really surprised at. Yeah. And I mean, Spencer Lee looks like he's on another level. He looks like he wants to win an uh, Olympic gold medal. Yeah, and Arjo got the, the best of Suriano in the, the back end, too. Um, I think uh, was Suriano forfeit? forfeited out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, his top five qualified. So I think once he got into the third place bout, he just packed up his stuff and was time to go home. Right. But Lee looked dominant. Nobody looked like they could get to him, really. There were some – things here and there Tomasello looked like I said Tomasello looked really good yeah and he made Tomasello look like he couldn't score yeah. on anybody so and then you, you go to the um the, the world team trials or Olympic team trials that'll be coming up and you'll throw Fix and Gilman into that t- bracket as yeah. well and they were they were talking on flow on how are you going to seed that Ooh. I mean I guess Fix would have to be the one and Gilman the two. Well, who gets the – and again, I apologize. I'm not well-versed in freestyle or anything and, and the nobody whole process, will get, Nobody will have a buy at that weight because um, only uh, medalists get the buy to the finals. Okay. So everybody will be in the bracket. Okay. So, um, But I, I would assume that Fix being the senior – the current senior wrestler of, at that weight would be the one seed. Gets the one. And probably Gilman as the uh, 2018 – um, senior me- world member will be the two. Makes sense. Probably would give Lee. Well, that's perfect. Give Lee Lee great. <laughs> it sets him up perfectly it sets him to, to win, win the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that will be interesting. We'll th- more to come on that because there's still uh, technically two other qualifiers. There's the last chance, which is after NCAAs, I yes. think, and there's the NCAAs themselves. So right. champs get to move on to the. Uh, they get a bo- they get to a, the Olympic a, trials. They get a, um, a ticket, ticket, a golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where a lot of people have speculated. And I think that's this weight that we're going to talk about now, sixty-five. Um, with Jaden Ironman, does he come out of Olympic red shirt because he's only going to have, yeah, the last he, chance, and yeah. you have to win the last chance to top two, a top two finals, the finalists. Okay, and there's probably going to be a lot of good yeah, competition, be a lot of guys there. Yeah. So at one forty-one right now with no Yanni Diakmahalis, um, who's already qualified. Right, yeah. I think um, Joey McKenna is no longer there. I mean, your biggest competition is Nick Lee, who I think he's beaten before, and Pletcher, who looks phenomenal this year, and, and Dom Demas, who he's beaten a couple times. Do you come out because that's also Iowa's quote unquote weak weight? Yeah, and that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I thought if he qualified at this tournament, I think he would have stayed on red. Shirt. Absolutely, yeah. but but missing the top five at this weight. That opens up the possibility that yeah he could look at it as I need another chance to make the uh, trials and my chance might be to win a win an NCAA nationals. title yeah I mean it, it's a very high risk high reward kind of situation because the risk is you don't 
win the championship, you take second or, or worse and you don't qualify. And then you got to go to the last chance and you lose your eligibility for next year. Right. Or, but you might win NCAAs by doing that. Yeah. Too, and for like a team title too. Exactly. So I don't know. It's at least it's interesting. It definitely makes, it, makes it tasty. Yeah. Um, but going to 65, Yanni Diakmahals, I think one of the biggest matches here was uh, Yanni versus Joey McKenna. Yeah. Repeat of last year's finals. And McKenna wins in a last, literal last second takedown. I thought it was two. I thought it was good. I thought it was good too. Um, I mean, I love Yanni. I love the way he wrestles. I love his attitude about the sport. But, you know, you got to call two when it's two. And I thought it yeah, was Yeah, it was a good call. Um, a couple other surprises here. Joey Laser tech falling Frank Molinaro was crazy. Yeah, that um, was a very strange gut wrench he was using. It was a weird match to yeah. begin with. There was confusion when Molinaro was uh, tilting him up, and then uh, Laser got this weird, like you said, gut wrench lock thing. Yeah, and- I never saw it before. He kind of like pulled the arm in like a just like a chop, like and just held the arm and it came over and locked it on his own forearm and just trap arm gut, but it wasn't the typical over the arm right. trap and I, arm. That was kind of like pull the elbow in lock. And at one point, I think Molinaro, like while he's getting rolled, is putting his hands up like, hey, I thought we were either out of bounds or that it's bad time because I think they challenged. Yeah, or, they, the challenge like part that. came in. I thought, actually thought Molinaro was shaking his head because he just couldn't figure out how to stop this gut wrench <laughs> that he was getting turned in. Which yeah. was a crazy looking gut wrench. It really was. That was crazy. But Nick Lee ended up taking care of him. And Lee him. beats Ironman in the first match. Yeah. So I mean, a little crazy. But Jordan Oliver. Yeah. Good lord. On another level. I think he's. Um. I think he wants to win an Olympic gold medal as well. I think they all do. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but Jordan he, Oliver has been. Um, he looks like he's locked in. He uh, came out like gangbusters. There's always been McKenna. issues with him with um, weight cut. Right. Because um, I know he's cutting a severe amount of weight, but. It looks to me now like he, whatever he's doing now, he's got the weight cut part down, and he mm-hmm. has enough energy to wrestle. Do you think his minutes. move to North Carolina has anything to do with it? It could, or maybe, and... maybe he's not letting his weight get out of control as much, and he's keeping it down lower, closer to yeah. where he's wrestling because your body will adjust mm-hmm. rather than yo-yoing when you go up to back up to like say he weighs one hundred and seventy some flat, and then you try to crash back down to one forty five again. You know, like, yeah. But if you keep your weight close to 145, maybe 155 or so, and you only have to drop 10 pounds, you can, you know, you know, maybe he's better, more focused on not making weight, but actually training and getting in shape and being ready to rock and roll. But I mean, 50 to nothing, that was his tournament. Right. He's, he tech falled everybody he wrestled 10 nothing. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. And we forgot to mention, um, so like, Todd had said top five from this tournament move on to the Olympic, um, qualifier for the or the trials. I mean, and the, uh, some notable misses, uh, sixth place, Nishan Garrett, he ended up forfeiting out because he actually got staples in his head uh, with his match with yeah. um, Tomasello, I believe. Uh, so he misses the cut. He's going to have to go to last chance. Um, Darian Cruz also missed the cut there. Um, he took eighth place, but – at 65, um, Jordan Oliver obviously wins it. He are, was already qualified, so he essentially blocked a spot. Yeah. Spot um, blocker. Yeah. And uh, McKenna, I don't, I'm not sure if McKenna was qualified No, he yet. wasn't. So Nick but Lee gets Nick it. Nick Lee gets qualified. Yanni, yeah. I think, was was Frank Molnaro? No. He took fifth. He wasn't qualified yet, so he does get a qualification Okay, spot. I know he, he looked bad at the end of 
his match with Bryce Meredith, who took six. Um, Bryce Meredith had something like he he wrestled seven AAs or or national champs or something like yeah, that, I, or I finalists. I, yeah. I think um, so. He had a crazy crazy tournament to take six i think is an accomplishment it's nothing to look bad about um 74 kilos um ended up being by logan massa of all people i didn't see that one coming no me neither that was uh, he wrestled a great tournament he ended up being uh someone who he always has a, a tricky m- match with anthony valencia um he ends up i think he was down in the second period with that and he ended up storming back and he was down like I think eight to four or something yeah. like that. And he came back and en- ends up winning 18 to eight. Um, uh, if Valencia had a gas tank, he might be the best wrestler on the planet, maybe, but, but he doesn't. So, and the other semifinal was Tommy Gant, uh, of past Wolfpack, North Carolina state Wolfpack fame, um, going on against, uh, Mackay Lewis. Um, Mackay ends up winning that ends up falling to, uh, Massa in the finals. he, Got tripped to his back, and that was kind of it. That yeah, was the extra big, points that got him points, yeah. to win six of four. So M- Massa qualifies. Um, Makai Lewis does. Tommy Gant. Evan Wick also yeah. qualified. And Anthony Valencia, that's good to see him. And Alec Pantaleo and Joey Laballe, uh from the past couple of years, they didn't qualify, so they'll be looking at that um, last chance qualifier also. Um, moving up to 86. This everyone thought was the Daringer Valencia, what fifth time they yeah, wrestled or, there was or something. Nobody's question that those two were going to be in the finals together. And unlike the complete opposite of his NCAA run, Miles Martin ends up upsetting the one seed and takes out Daringer six to four in his match. Faces Valencia, looked good against Valencia at first, um, but ends up losing to Valencia seven to five. He, I, I mean, everyone thought it was going to be Daringer and Valencia. If one of those didn't make it, then I think you would have been safe to say one of those guys would have won it. Yeah. So Valen- nothing really to talk about there. Sammy Brooks and Aaron Brooks uh, faced, I think twice. Yeah. And I think Aaron Brooks got him the first time on and the, Sammy yeah, got on him. the top end. And then Sammy got the mullet, got him on, yeah. on the back end. So Aaron Brooks doesn't qualify news though, that I think Aaron Brooks got injured in this match. So I'm not sure what implications that has for NCAA season or anything. Um, Nathan Jackson also looked good. He, he took it to Valencia too. He yeah. almost upset him, but uh, he took seven. So he's going to be looking at that last chance qualifier also. So hopefully, cause I ended up picking up Aaron Brooks. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. I haven't heard anything. I don't think it was anything major from what I heard. Hopefully. Um, and another kind of, I don't, I don't know if you would say upset, but um, Hayden Zilmer and, and Colin Moore made the finals of 97 kilo bracket. And Colin Moore was up, I think, 10 to 2 or 10 nothing. And there was a weird throw that um, Zilmer got on Moore. Moore's head hit out of bounds first, but they counted it as a 2. And they didn't challenge it because you're up 10 to 2. So yeah, why are you going to, you know, don't challenge it that Exactly. Point. And he ends up losing on criteria 10 to 10. Um, so Zilmer comes all the way back. He storms all the way back. Yeah. Again, you know, I question Moore's gas tank. Yeah. You know, he's that's where he's had issues in the past is, you know, finishing matches. Right. But you get Hayden Zilmer taking that, Colin Moore qualifying, Ty Walls, who I've always been a fan yeah, of. Yeah, me too. And he he takes third over Kyvin Gadsden. Um and Jacob Casper punched his ticket as yes, well. He, he did. took fifth. Um, he will I'm be ha- at the Olympic trials. Happy for that, because I had him 
in fantasy. So you, you have that kinship that you get when you draft yeah, certain guys, <laughs> you know. Um, and then kind of surprising at 125 uh, kilos, um, the final Anthony Nelson versus Dom Bradley. And Bradley ended up beating uh, Kasser, who may have re-injured that shoulder. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm not liking that. I'm hoping that's not anything, to, you know, anything major. But, yeah, he, he was the same shoulder. I think he's had two surgeries. Yeah. On, so you don't want to see that. And I drafted Kasser, too. So I'm I'm a little worried because I, I – now I have Seth Nevels as a backup. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll – because I don't think Kirk Levitt can wrestle I, this season. Um, he I, might be able to. I've heard rumors, little little voice in my ear saying that if Kassar really is injured, that they w- would go with Kirk Fleet for the second semester, who, oh, who really? is eligible to wrestle second, second semester. semester. Oh, okay. So you would still keep Seth Nevels on redshirt then and Yeah. Okay. Well I Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully everything's Kirk fine. Fleet it was fine and it was just a precautionary, scare. yeah. Right. But um the two the two old men, Dominique Bradley, ends up taking that one in the finals. Um, I think he said something to uh, Christian Piles in the semifinal match, something about man strength or old man strength or something yeah. like that. So he has a big, big heavyweight. I'm happy for him. He makes it. He punches his ticket to the the qual- or the uh, trials. So um, that was basically it. I mean, Kasser took six, so he didn't technically qualify. He, he semi-slid. Yeah. And, I mean, rightfully so. Um but yeah, any any other thoughts on senior nationals or the freestyle? No, it was, it was great to see so many people show up for the tournament. Um, surprised at some other people that weren't there actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like I thought maybe Mark Hall would be there from Penn State. Well, he was too busy at the Wilkes Open. Yeah, the Wilkes Open championship. Right. Why why go test yourself against the best in the world when you can go to the Wilkes Open? Yeah, I mean that but, that was a storm by uh, yeah Penn his State. decision. I don't know what that decision was made, but um, I thought he would definitely be there trying to make the you know Olympic qualifier. Do you think it's something to do with Nittany Lion Wrestling Club or the Happy Valley RTC, whatever it's? It's basically the same thing. Um, they have so many talented guys in the room that it's starting to get to a point that on the international level, on the freestyle level, they're going to be hitting each other a lot. So, like, certain competitions maybe they stay out of. and um, I, Maybe it's that or maybe Hall is just confident in his – going to win nationals this year and that's his ticket to true the, you know the trials and right he maybe he doesn't want to switch over to freestyle at this point of the season and just mm-hmm. is figuring i'll win nationals and then i'll switch over to freestyle full time I'll, I'll say this because we haven't seen spencer lee wrestle and spencer lee is essentially a god among men when it comes to wrestlers right now yes. he's, he's, he could be one of the best all-time wrestlers in, in the sport but we haven't seen him wrestle since i think 2016 in freestyle, yeah, something like that, and he steps on the mat and he tears through a loaded fifty-seven bracket. Yeah, is there anything to the fact of what Brands was saying earlier in the year that there really isn't a huge disparity, a, a huge difference between freestyle and folk style? Yeah, there's little nuances that you can work on, but yeah, to, I mean, wrestling is wrestling. These guys know the difference. Takedowns words. are takedowns. Yeah, it, it, it um, comes down to ex- back exposure. So yeah. Thank you got to watch a little bit more of the um, obviously the funking and the uh, spaghetti wrestling when it's freestyle, right? But, but I, um, these guys know the rules. They know you know they know when they step on a mat that it fits freestyle. They know that the rules are different. and They but, can't do what they do in folk style. So. But I think even with that, 
there is a new generation of, of kind of funky wrestling. And you see it with, um, with Yak Mahalis, with Yanni. I mean, there's some positions. How does he not break 90 uh, yeah, I know. degrees? He, he's insane. You know, so that might be. Yeah, he's the only a, guy I've ever seen to be able to do a funk without going across his back. Right. He's found a way to do it by not exposing his back, which is just crazy. Now, can you teach that? I don't know. The old adage is you can't teach hips. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if you can teach what, what he can do, but if somebody can lock it down yeah. <laughs> and create a DVD Put, put it in a bottle of water, man. You put it in, bottle it and sell it. You'd make a million, you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously somebody like Spencer Lee, he's so good at freestyle. He has the, the leg lace and the trap arm gut. Right. Those, you know, you don't lose those. He just doesn't use them when he's wrestling, you know, scholastic style or folk style. He knows when he's, it's time to go and freestyle that he can go back to the well and get his leg lace going or right. his, his arm is uh, got wrench going and they work for him. And mm-hmm. he's probably one of the best parts here wrestlers in the whole country. Yeah. maybe the whole world as far as turning people on top. So he's not just looking for takedowns. He's looking to get on top and turn you, right. which I think a lot more of our freestyle guys need to start looking at. Right. And we can get into that a little bit uh, later. Cause we actually had uh, a couple questions this week oh. and one of them deals with freestyle or folk style. So we can run into that in a little bit, but now getting into what you click to listen to uh, for week nine, the, Midlands and South Beach Duel preview for this fantasy uh, wrestling week nine. Um, as we said, there's only two competitions going on. There's Midlands and there's South Beach Duels. Uh, for you the, out there, just an important note. Uh, Russell Stat did confirm that with the Midlands, um, it is on Sunday the 29th and Monday the 30th, that that whole tournament, all results for that tournament will count for week nine. However, the South Beach duels that have competitions on Sunday the 29th and Monday the 30th, the duels that occur on the 29th will count for week nine, and the duels that occur on Monday the 30th will count for week 10. So something really important to note with the matchups, the only problem is we don't know who is wrestling who on what day. They still haven't come out with that information. If you go to my blog at fantasyd1wrestling.blogspot.com. I do have listed um, who we've confirmed is wrestling, uh, who, we just don't know the days. So Cornell is going to be taking on Michigan State, Minnesota, Missouri, South Dakota State, and Wyoming. They're listed as having five. Typically it's four, but Seton, Hall, Seton Hall Pirate confirmed this, and uh, you know he's, he's more in the know than I am. So but what he says goes. Um, Duke's going to be there, Lehigh, Michigan State, Minnesota, Missouri, Old Dominion, South Dakota State, and Wyoming will all be there. They'll all wrestle basically four matches. Lehigh's list is only wrestling three. Uh, that could change. Maybe they wrestle Wyoming and Cornell doesn't wrestle Wyoming. I'm not sure. Still up in the air. So for this podcast, we're not going to be and for the article right now that's been posted. We don't have anything about the South Beach duels, that's more to come. I'll be updating that throughout today, tomorrow, and probably Saturday too. So keep on the lookout for that. Uh, you can follow me on um, my Twitter handles, Gene underscore Parmesan one three or uh, Fantasy D one Russell W R E S T L. Um, those are my two Twitter handles for the Fantasy Wrestling. You can also check the blog spot. 
uh, post week nine outlook. But let's get into Midlands then. We're going to do kind of a, a recap of what we think is going to happen, who's going to make the finals. We'll also turn this into a nice little competition too between us um, picking finalists and ultimate winners. Um, Update from last week, you bested me again. Ooh. We were tied going into the last match with uh, Oliver facing Neil Richards. I had Richards. You had Oliver. Yeah. And Richards was up 7-2. to two. Ooh. And then in the second, he got turned to his back, and he fell to his back and didn't get off his back, and then he gave up basically seven or six points, and it was all downhill from there. Oh, so boy. you son of a bitch. Yeah. You win again. You won by one, so you're plus two in the win column this so this far. year. Yeah, so early. far, and there's still time to uh, there's catch still time to, to ruin it. Exactly, but so we'll start with 125. Um, big question marks here at Midlands. Um, Iowa is going, Virginia's going, but it's unconfirmed whether Spencer Lee will be wrestling or even if Jack Mueller will be wrestling. Jack Mueller said that he was going to be wrestling in Fort Worth at the senior nationals. He ended up not going. I don't, he got dinged up at CKLV. I know that. So maybe that played into it. You know, maybe, I don't know. He's going to go for the last chance qualifier. I don't know what his plans are, but um, as of right now, Spencer Lee's up in the air. He just wrestled. He just won the tournament. I don't know if he comes back and he, I, I feel like he doesn't need to prove himself. Yeah. So I believe that Jack Mueller and, Spencer Lee will not be here. What say you? I say the same thing, unfortunately, because those two completely change the dynamic of the weight if they're there. Yeah. I mean, if they're there, seeds are, are uh, they're one, two, respectively. Yeah. Spencer Lee, one, Jack Miller, two. Without them, Pat Glory now moves up to the one spot. And that changes, you know, Devin Schroeder would have been, from what I think, he would have been the fourth seed. So he would have been on the same side as Spencer Lee. Now he's, probably going to be the number two and he's going to face probably I would think Drew Hildebrandt as the number three seed instead of having to face yeah like I said Spencer Lee in the finals or something yeah so it totally I'm, I'm hoping that they're both there but um, something's telling me that they're not going to be there which is a shame I mean I'm not Spencer Lee if I'm Spencer Lee if I'm that good I want I want wins I want career wins that I know when I'm done wrestling I'm going to have 140 some 150 some Right, career wins and a tournament like this, which you'll probably would have won, is talking about four or five extra wins on your career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would be there, but it's not my career. So. Right now, all of these predictions also are key on what seeds these wrestlers get because seeds really do matter in in the breakdown of everything. Um, but the way I see this kind of going out um, on the the post, I put most likely kind of tiers who's probably taken in your league people who are probably available or may be available and then if you're really desperate you should just give up but anyway if you're really desperate kind of a deep dive look to this guy might be able to save you might go on a tear might go on a connell run kind of so to speak um kind of thing so i'm i'm saying if you know spencer lee's there jack mueller's there pat glory you're obviously starting i think for me i think pat glory is going to win I think he makes the finals, and I think on the opposite side of it, I'm going to say Drew Hildebrand. I think he gets the third seed, and, that, and that's it's really questionable because can D'Agostino from Northwestern be the three seed? I think so. Yeah. He absolutely could. I think Hildebrand gets the third seed. I think it's going to be 
uh, Pat Glory and Drew Hildebrandt in the finals. Um, we're going if we're going on the premise that Lee and Mueller are not going to be there. I like Glory to win the whole thing. I like. Um, I mean, obviously, without Lee or Mueller, I think Glory's the, the one seed, no doubt. Um, if D'Agostino is on the other side of the bracket, I like a Glory D'Agostino final. Okay. So we'll but I'll still take Glory to win it. Take Glory to win it. So we both have Glory winning it, but we have different finalists. Yeah. If, like I said, if D'Agostino happens to be on the other side of the bracket. Now, if he's on the same side as Glory, I think he might come back for the constant right. final match. But yeah. But I mean, you look at Drew Hildebrandt for who I think is going to make the finals here. Hildebrandt's 13 and 1 on the season. He has his lone loss to Brock Hudkins, who Indiana's going to this, but. I think he's dinged up. I think he's injured. I don't think Not he's going to be list. here. So that's yeah. why I, I think I have him listed, but I, it's unconfirmed whether he's actually going to be there. Yeah. If he's there, that throws everything into a tailspin too, because a healthy Brock Hudkins could absolutely make the finals too. Um, but he hasn't wrestled a lot of uh, quality D1 competition. He beat Sidney Flores. He beat Trey Shalafu uh, from Army. Um, he's beaten Brody Teske and Brandon Meredith. Uh, quite handedly, yeah. Actually. Both of them. And Luke Warner, he, he bought beat in a real close one. And and like I said, I before picked uh, Hildebrandt to lose to Tropia or or keep it close with Tropia. He ended up pinning yeah. Jonathan Tropia from Ryder. So I said I was not going to be a Hildebrandt um, denier anymore. So that's why I got him yeah. going. I mean, he's he's having a good year. He's at thirty five percent with his bonus rate um, for the season. So I, I really like what I saw to D'Agostino at the, uh, the Cliff Keen. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why uh, Sebastian Rivera is not going to be moving down. I think he stays at 33 so far. I mean, D'Agostino is 7-2 and two on the year, and he's lost to Jack Mueller. That's understandable. He got close, close, too. Yeah, he did. And he lost to Joey Prado, who has been himself having a yeah, good, pretty good year too, um, he, which he ended up avenging later on during the CKLB. Yeah. So – out of all of those, I, I don't hate that pick by Diagostino. I think he could absolutely be the third seed. I think he might be – I think he's going to be the fourth seed, but he could – it's it's their tournament. Right. So yeah, I don't know what they're, yeah, they're using to, to decide. but Right. I mean, like I said um, – If you don't – if, if Diagostino is available in your, in your fantasy league and you need somebody at 25, 25. I would grab Diagostino. Yeah. Now, Schroeder is a buzzsaw this year. Like we said, he's he's got over fifty percent with his bonus rate, yeah. and he's he's beaten everybody. He's beaten Hildebrand. He's beaten Colloquio. Uh, Actually, he er, lost to Colloquio, I think. He did, but he avenged it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he didn't won a close one. Right, and he beat Jake Romacki. He's beaten uh, Dominic Lajoli, Alex Mackle. He's beaten. Like I said, he lost to Mueller in the uh, CKLV finals, but that was close too. He yeah. kept it real close till the end. Um, Jacob Schwarm from you and I, he's hit or miss for me. He's a he pins, he gets the bonus, but he also loses by bonus. He's one of those yeah. imperfect losers that we talked about previously. So if you're looking for somebody from 125, you don't have anybody to really start. Schwarm is a good pickup. Most likely he's available. Uh Gage Curry's having a great year. Yeah. Um, he probably will be a higher seed. I think he's gonna probably be maybe the fifth seed. Yeah. So he might run into D'Agostino or Hildebrandt, depending on how that shakes out. I think it's clear that Schroeder gets the two seed. Here. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone else. I, I agree. I think Schroeder's a two, and, and maybe D'Agostino gets the three. 
Right. But with, you know, like I said, it's their tournament. I don't know what they're going to really use. But if you go by this year's results, I think it's a good decision. Maybe D'Agostino gets the three with his third place finish at the Cliff Keen. Right. But it's their tournament, like you said. So, yeah. So yeah. they might they might rig it, so to speak, that he doesn't get the four seed. He gets the third seed. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant on that. But I think we both have glory yeah. winning this. We have different finalists. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see. 133, though. Like we were talking about, Sebastian Rivera's most. I think he's going to be here. I don't think. I don't know if he's going to be there either. I, he was what qualifying for the Puerto Rican national team, right? Right. Um, I think he's there. I hope so. I I think, and and it really brings us to matchups that we haven't seen before. One because you know Sebastian Rivera's always been at one twenty five, but I think it's clear Austin Santos is going to get the number one seed. And then it's two, three, however you want to do it. Yeah. And Sebastian Rivera and, and Gross. Um, obviously, only one can win the weight. But if you have either one of those guys, you're definitely starting them. Those, those three are yeah. are the equivalent to Michael Thomas in, in your fantasy football league. You've drafted him. He's your number one wide receiver. you got to start him, even if yeah. you're going against the number one defense. You know, um, Some other kind of most likely available guys – who I think will have a pretty good tournament. Travis Piotrowski up from 125 is having a pretty good year. He doesn't really have the bonus points that you're looking for. So you're going strictly on wins. He hasn't bonused anybody so far this year, but he's lost in a sudden victory to Mickey Phillippe. Uh He's beaten Alan Hart from Missouri. Who's a tough out Kyle Lugas from Indiana, Derek Spann early in the Michigan state open too um and he's beaten quinn kinner so he's beaten good guys quality guys can he go with seth gross can he go with austin DeSanto or sebastian rivera i don't think so so that's why you know if you're most likely you don't have him and that's why you're listening to this podcast so i think piotrowski's a good pick for you i think louis hayes has been having a good year and noah gonzer too yeah gonzer's been pretty tough for the for campbell yeah god all of campbell really has been a buzzsaw. Good coaching. Year. Yeah. He, I mean, he's 12 and three. He just won the Reno tournament. Um, or no, he didn't win the Reno tournament. He lost to, to Bridges. In the finals, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but he won the Navy Classic. He's looked good. He's got a bonus rate of, of just over 25%. So I think with some of the co- competition that's going to be here, and it's an open too. So you're going to see red shirts participating too. And yeah. Kind of going back to 125, they have another 25 pounder, I believe, in um northwestern um chris cannon who has been putting up numbers also he's looked pretty good uh he is 15 and 0 on the season he's got a bonus rate of just under 50 percent wow he looks really good he beat eric barnett from uh wisconsin their starter um he hasn't really had anyone else of note but like i said 15 and 0, 50, almost 50% bonus rate. That's something that you want to look at. So he's also a possibility if you're really looking for diving. Yeah. We don't know if he's wrestling, though. The, the red shirt kind of situation is still up in the air. So check back on that. Um, but 133, who who you got? Who do I, you think takes away the the championship? I think DeSanto. You think I'm, he's going to run through? Him, yeah. When in doubt. I always go neutral, and DeSanto's neutral is pretty nasty. Yeah. Who do you think he sees on the other side? 
Oh man, if Rivera's there, I'm I, I like um. Well, Gross and Rivera wrestled last year, and it wasn't really that close, if I remember. Didn't was that last year, or, or who did Rivera pump up to wrestle? That was Michich. Michich. Yeah, he wrestled. Uh, I, I, I think I don't know if Rivera's going to be a big thirty-three pounder. I think he might be one of those tweeners where he's maybe a really big twenty-five, but not a very big thirty-three. So I'll take Gross in a close match. I think Gross's size might have frustrated a little bit, frustrate Rivera a little bit. So mm. I'll take Gross in the other final with DeSanto in a rematch of the dual meet, which and would be great. I'm going to go <laughs> reverse of that. I'm going to say that Gross wins it. Um, I'm sticking to, and I think DeSanto meets him in the finals. I think that the second time around, curse with DeSanto is real. I think the first time you you wrestle him, you're just shocked. Your his pace, his pace, his strength, just everything about him. Now in that match, he wrestled a great match, obviously. But I think the second time you see DeSanto, you know what's kind of coming, so you know how to game plan a little bit more. I'm going to say that him and Bono know how to game plan, and Gross is going to take this one. Yeah, I can't. I hope it's a rematch. I'd love to see it. And in the finals was perfect. You know? Yeah. Um, moving to 141, um, Dom Demas, if he's there, I haven't seen his name on on Oklahoma sent in their their entrance, and I didn't see Dom Demas on that list. Um, so I'm saying he's unconfirmed currently, but if he goes, I'm going to say he's probably the number one seed, even with his – I think he has like two losses, two, three yeah. losses on the year. Um, I'm going to say he's the number one seed. Um, Josh Heil, I think will get the second him and, and Moran really kind of toss up, but I think Josh Heil has a better, um, season so far. He's what, uh, 15 and one on the season. So compared to, um, Tristan Moran, who is, what is he? He's 10 and one on the season. They, they're basically identical, only that Moran has a better bonus rate. Um, but I think they're going to be two, three in some order like that. Now where it really gets kind of tricky is from what I understand, Max Murin is going and Teasdale is going too. So this is one of those disputed weights with Iowa that they're going to use Midlands as kind of the deciding factor. Um, I think with the rest of the field, the way I had it looking as maybe, and Iowa only has four matches. So how much stock can you really put into them in seeding too? But I think, Murin probably gets the four seed just based off of history and, and things like that. Sal Profaci, who's been having a great year, I think he takes the fifth seed. And then it's it's basically pulling names out of a hat. Dresden Simon, Michael Blockus, Shakur Laney, Zach Sherman, all good guys, guys that have good records. And Dresden Simon beat Shoop earlier in the year. He, he majored Shoop earlier in the year. Uh, and he's 12-4 and four with a 50% bonus rate. Um, you know, none of these guys are really slouches, but I think with Demas not being there, I think Heil and Moran are are one two in that case. Um, where Teasdale goes, I don't know. He can definitely be a bracket buster. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they kind of rig it. Again, you don't want to say that there's rigging, but if they rig it so that they're both on the same side and they meet and it's kind of rust off, or do you put them on opposite ends and see who gets the farthest or yeah you know 
I think in a situation like that, as a coach, you, you kind of hope they're on the opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah. So see who can go furthest mm-hmm. in the championship bracket. I think especially if Dom Demas isn't there. I yeah. think that's more of an even playing field. Because obviously, who's ever on Dom Demas' side has a much right. higher test than who's ever on Tristan Moran's side. Yeah. You know? Um, but one of these guys will definitely win the tournament. Um, I don't think it's going to be a no contest or anything like that. Um, I am really high on Sal Profaci. Uh I have been this year. He hasn't wrestled anyone really of note, um, but his bonus rate and his record say that there's something there. He's 12 and two. He's got almost 65% in bonus. He hasn't, he, he wrestled Josh Heil and he lost by medical forfeit. Um, and that was during the Navy classic. So I don't know really what happened there. He lost to real woods in, in ultimate tiebreaker. And uh, I believe the Citadel open finals, I think. Yeah. Something like that. He beat Alex Madrigal. Um, so he hasn't really faced a lot of people. He lost to Matthew Casimir from Columbia. who's having a good year too. And he's one of the other uh, kind of deep dive guys that I had. Um, but at any one of those guys, I think is good. Lucas bird also, from in uh from Illinois. They say he's going 41. He's been at 33, I think. So I'm a little confused on where he's actually gonna go. Yeah. He's another one of those stud freshmen uh who's in redshirt right now who could also make noise, who most likely is not taken in your yeah. league. Most of the time red shirts are are very available in your league. So look for those because red shirts can also uh, Gabriel Tag from North Carolina. Yes. Uh Gabriel Tag, I actually picked him up. It's kind of a Hail Mary because I don't I had him on my team earlier in the year. Yeah, but he did you, pretty well. Yeah, but you had uh better forty one yeah, players. But but he did <laughs> I mean I, I started him a couple times at the beginning of the year and he, he did well for him. Yeah. So yeah, he's a good he's a tough wrestler. Yeah. And I I don't know if they're gonna be sending him or not. I assume he's going. Um because he's like kind of grinder that yeah, loves he likes to compete. To matches. Yeah. So I, I assume he's going to be there, and I don't see why Coleman Scott would really keep him out. Yeah, I don't either. But who do you got at 141? Um, now this is if Demas is out, and all we so far what we know he's not registered. Right. So if Demas is there, I'm taking Demas. Um, with Demas out, I actually like um, Max Murin from Iowa Max Murin. to win this weight. Yeah. All right. So here's what we'll do: we'll circle. We'll do a what if, if Dom Demas is there, if Dom Demas is right. not. So um, you think Max Murin wins it if Dom yeah, is if not Demas there. Yeah, if is not there, I like Murin. Do you have Murin being in the finals? Either, uh, oh, it depends Demas on how the, the bracket shakes out. But yeah, if, Demas is on, if Murin is on the other side of the bracket from Demas, I would, I would say he makes the finals. Okay. Um, but I, I, if Demas does not show, I like Murin to win it. Okay. I think it's going to be a bunch of close, ugly – grind out matches and I like Murin's style for those kind of close wins. Yeah, he's he is exactly that. He's a grinder. I mean he like I said, he only has four matches on on the year so far. He's four and Um or three and I'm sorry, because I I think uh, They went with somebody else for one of the matches, didn't they? I think so. No, he was at the Luther Open and he didn't face any D1 competition, but he medical forfeit. That's right. Out. He got to like the whatever. So medal. Yeah. Technically doesn't count because right. medical forfeits don't count, which is a little bullshit. But um, I mean, last year he was 17 and 10. A good season. He was a national qualifier. He was around the 12 guy last year. So to say that earlier in the podcast, we were saying he's the weak part of their lineup. I mean, 
most teams would kill to have Max Mirren as your weak link. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's just unfortunate that Ironman is that much better. Yeah. You know, than- and, and this weight class is one of the weaker ones at Midland. So without Demas there, I kind of like Mirren's grind it out when ugly style. Yeah. Um, he can win those one point matches or, or get the uh, riding time point or, you know, just win one, nothing or two, one, or right. I like those. I like his style for this, for that kind of weight class. There's not a lot of big scores at this tournament. Right. Um, so I'm going to go, if Demas is there, I'd say Demas wins it also. Um, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, but I'm going to say if he's not there, it's going to be a, mm, I'm going to say Tristan Moran wins it. Not a bad pick. Um, I, I think he, he looks better this year than he did last year. Um, he's, he, he lost to Murin earlier in the season. I think, um, Murin's going to be on the opposite side of him and, I'm going to say – I'm going to go kind of chalky here. I'm going to say he faces Josh Heil. Ooh, Campbell guy. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say it's Tristan Moran against Demas or Tristan Moran versus Josh Heil. Okay. So uh, go with that. And 149 then moving on up, uh, Austin O'Connor. I think it's unanimous. He's going to get the one seed. Yeah. I don't think anything. I mean, no, yeah, there's no question. His, his competition at the Cleveland State Open wasn't the best, but he stormed right through it. I think, given his past history, they'll use that in seeding criteria. So I think he gets the top one. Then it gets tricky. Um, then you get into the likes of Pat Lugo, who, like I said, they only have about four matches. Yeah, I haven't wrestled very much this year. Um, you also have at 41, 49. Or 49, I'm sorry. What the hell am I doing? Um, Pat Lugo, you have Max Thompson, Yaya Thomas from Northwestern, uh, Kizan Clark, who's 18-0 for American right now, um, who I have on my team, yeah. actually, starting this this week. Griffin Perriott, Mike D'Angelo, Mason Smith. I mean, Denton Spencer from Virginia. You have a lot of good guys at this weight. Yeah, it's a well-balanced weight class. The thing is, I think Austin O'Connor is a step above all of them. Right yeah. now, so I mean, I'll say right now, I think Austin O'Connor wins it. <laughs> yeah, know. I'm taking O'Connor as well. Um, but who he faces is going to be another question. Um, Pat Lugo is better this year than he was last year when it comes to bonus rate. Um, well, actually, I can't even say that because he has zero bonus rate. <laughs> he's got decision on everything, but he he's beaten. Better competition. Tanner Smith, who I think is a Eastern Michigan guy, yeah. who's now at Chattanooga, um, he beat him by decision. Tanner Smith is good. Mike D'Angelo, he won in tie break. He beat Cole Martin, who's a, who's a very good wrestler. And Jared Deegan, he had that crazy scramble one yeah. in Carver Hawkeye. So he had, he's had quality competition, so that's why the, the bonus hasn't been there. But um, I expect a couple bonus matches here, especially yeah. early on from him. Um I'm going to say that hmm, it's it's tough because really the the seeds can break out in any any way here. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to do some seeding magic and they're going to make uh, Yaya Thomas on the opposite end of Austin yeah. Connor. I'm going to say he makes the finals because I think he's jumped up too. He's he, up a weight and levels. Yeah. So, I like the way he's been wrestling this year. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he's beaten 
Denton Spencer. Denton Spencer is also, I think, a sleeper um, guy. But Yaya Thomas is eight and two on the year. He did beat Denton Spencer eight to three. He lost to Max Thompson. So all these guys have, yeah, and he beat Griffin Perriott too yeah. at Cliff Keen. So I mean, all these guys have beaten each other, and it's an A yeah. B B B B C C B A. He's only lost two wrestler or one wrestler this year. He lost to Thompson twice. Yeah. So he's beaten everybody else that wasn't named Max Thompson. The only problem is, like I said, they've all beaten each other yeah. in some way. So I, it's going to be hard to see seed. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think Austin O'Connor definitely number one. They're all kind of equal. Um, and I think, I mean, I, there are, is a little bit of a separation when it comes to Austin O'Connor and Pat Lugo, I think, is you definitely start those guys. But Yaya Thomas, Max Thompson, and Griffin Perriott, I think, are all on the same level, yeah. too. And Kizan Clark, out of nowhere, 18-0, he's looked good. Teague Moore's crew, you know, is a little down this year, but they have a couple of bright spots. They have Tanner Harvey at 97 also. Um, but Al Kagan from Ohio, Ohio's got a couple guys yeah. too, like Chikurlani's up a weight, I think, from 33. Uh, he's at 41 now. But um, who do you have taking on O'Connor in the um, final? Another one, and these guys, like you said, are all about the same. Not a lot of bonuses, not a lot of, like, Guys that have separated, so I'll take Lugo and the other side, right. Connor, because he's another guy that can win those close matches. I don't hate it, and I think it's a, he's going to be definite on the up, opposite. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's going to be number two or three. Seed, yeah. Whereas Yaya Thomas could be on the same side, and I just fucked it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and we'll run through one fifty-seven pretty quick because I mean, there's a lot of good guys, but I think the separation there, fantasy-wise, is kind of. Self-evident. Um, Ryan Deacon comes in, has to be your number one seed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No you know. question. Then it gets a little tricky because you have Caleb Young, Quincy Monday, Kendall Coleman, Anthony Ardalona. Um, I think I think Kendall Coleman has earned the right to be in that next tier. So I think it's going to be Deacon, Caleb Young, and um, and Kendall Coleman in the most likely they're taken yeah. kind of thing. People may still be sleeping on Quincy Monday. Yeah. He's beating them. Quincy Monday's tough. He comes from yeah, that if he's available, Monday wrestling family yeah. tree. If he's available, pick him up in your fantasy league. And Justin Ruffin just beat Larry Early, but then he lost to um, – who did he lose to just recently? Uh, Delavecchia, I think. Yeah. He lost to. So, Not a bad loss. No, he lost to Kendall Coleman. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. By major. And, and that's why I think – Kendall Coleman scores points, man. Yeah, he's tough. So I think he's in that other room. Artelona and Ruffin don't really score bonus. So if you're picking those guys up, you're picking them up just, just to get the wins. wins. Yeah. Um, and and they they usually don't lose by a lot either. So yeah. they're one of those kind of perfect loser situations. But deep dive if you're looking for something desperate. Luke Whalen from uh, Army. He's always been there. I think he's around the 16 guy. Yeah. Um, uh, AC Headley's been up and down, looked pretty good. And Justin Thomas from Oklahoma, I think, is uh, another guy you can look at. Ul- ultimately, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's definitely a guy you can use to round out your uh, 57 spot or floater spot if you're desperate. If, you know, a lot of guys are, are taking. Yeah. So with 157, then if we're making our picks, because I think Ryan Deacon's going to. Definite one seed. Quincy Monday beat Caleb Young. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he has the resume to be the number two seed, but I think he probably gets a two. Him and Coleman probably two, three. Yeah. Either way you flip it. Yeah. And Caleb Young is going to be the four seed. So that's going to be a nice 
little uh, yeah, semi, juicy semifinals. Right. So if we're if we're picking who we like, I I think Deacon takes it, even though he's going to see Caleb Young, who he's lost to a couple times last year. Um, I think Deacon takes it. I think he sees Coleman in the finals. Yeah, I have it. I have the same way. Same I way. Think, uh, Deacon has jump levels. He really was probably the most impressive wrestler at the, the um, CKLB. Um, he just destroyed the bracket. Um, I have him winning it, and I have Coleman in the other side facing him in the finals. Yeah, so we both have it the same at, at 57. I mean, like we said, there's a lot of good guys here. Anthony Artelona, if he's not already taken, that's a good he, – he's a winner, but he keeps things close, so he's yeah. not going to be getting those bonus points. Um, as a little side bet, who do you think takes third then? Um, I'll take the Monday family. Give me Monday for third. Quincy Monday? Yeah. All right. And I will go with Young. I'll say he, they probably meet each other in the finals, and I'll say that he gets the better of them okay. this time. So we try getting that train back back rolling for Iowa. You know, we got confidence back up. Um, so 165 then, moving on. Um, little interesting. We have Iowa there, so Marinelli will be there. We have Wisconsin there, so... Wick Evan Wick will be there, but then we got kind of a rumor that David McFadden might be going. Then there was an ominous tweet the other day, and he said, "You know what that means?" Because he was with Brewer and he was with Roby and everything, and so it sounds like he's going to be going to Midlands also, which makes yeah. sixty-five a little bit more juicy. Um, I think Marinelli is the number one seed. Yeah. I think that's if he had lost a wick earlier in the season, I think we're having a different conversation and it's going to be a more confusing conversation. But Marinelli as the number one seed, David McFadden, Evan Wick, two, three, somewhere in that. Yeah, I could, probably somewhere either way. I probably think, Wick is the number I two. Would, I would assume that Wick would be two. Yeah, because I mean, that's the reason McFadden's there. He's got to get matches. He doesn't yeah. have enough there. But he has beaten McFadden, or McFadden has beaten Wick two years ago. And he did beat Marinelli with that. Very quick, pen. very fast. Pen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some other guys, if you don't have them, because most likely those three guys are taken. They haven't been dropped. They're not going off of anyone's roster unless they're injured. Um, some other sixty-fives to keep an eye on: Zach Hartman from yeah. Bucknell. The like, man pins, and he's got a sixty percent bonus rate right now with twelve wins on the season. Another guy who puts up numbers like that. Is Quentin Wright or I'm um, Quentin? Well, yeah, yeah Quentin, Quentin Wright, Wright did <laughs> put uh, that on, but uh, Quentin Perez from Campbell, another Campbell guy, Kerry Colette train. Uh, he's got almost seventy five percent bonus rate. He's twelve and three on the year. That's amazing. I think he's got something like nine techs and pins uh, of his twelve wins. Yeah, this that season, amazing. And he lost to by pin to Zach Hartman. So I mean, do these guys meet up? Possibly. Who knows? But I think either one of those guys. Probably are available, uh, and I would recommend picking up if you're looking yeah, for definitely a sixty-five pounder. Is, is a great pickup if he's not if he's available in your league. Grab him. I think he's a top five guy at this tournament. Absolutely, and, Big and points. one of those guys that if they end up losing early on yeah, the front start end, knocking some people off in the they, you start getting those bonus points you get against maybe a little bit lesser D one competition. So um, one of those guys definitely um, Kennedy Monday, another Monday, yeah, in there. Um, was kind of missing last year. Didn't finish the season started. Didn't finish. I don't know what happened there in, in uh, North Carolina, but um, he's back now. He's looking good. He's another guy. I think that you can pick up. I think those top six guys are the definite guys that you want to look for. I mean, if you're looking for even deeper than that, then you're getting into 
iffy territory. You're looking at Drew Hughes. Um, well, he's he's Michigan State. Um, yeah, he'd be at the duels. Right. So, as we had said before, I think of all those duels, I think that he probably um, has the better matchup. No one has, like, an easy out at the Southwest yeah. duels um, there. But Philip Canagliaro from Harvard, Philly Cheese, um, he'll be there. He He's not playing up impressive bonus numbers, but he wins. So yeah. that's another guy, a deep dive guy. Danny Bronigal from Illinois. Um, he's looking good, actually. Um, I think he's something like five and two on the year, if I'm not mistaken. And he has a decent bonus rate. He's eight and two. two. Yeah. Um, he's ten percent bonus rate. So I mean, he lost to Jake Wenzel. He lost to a guy I've never heard of before, Isaac Olinjik. Olinjik. Yeah. Uh, but he beat Peyton Mako. He beat Mason Smith. Uh, he beat. Olinjik earlier in the season at the Michigan State Open and then lost to him. So uh, got avenged, unfortunately. But um, another guy, again, if you're looking for a deep dive, chances are you're kind of desperate. So these guys, I think, will do pretty well. They might place. They might not. Um, but, again, I think it's it's someone you definitely take a flyer on. you got to make a game-time decision there. Um, 165, I think we're both kind of in agreement that it's going to be one of those three. Yeah. Top three seasons is going to win it. Um, who do you got? Um, I got McFadden winning this tournament. McFadden. Yeah. I'm a, and I'm going to assume here, and you know what they assume, but seeing Marinelli? Yeah, I'll see Marinelli. All right. He's going to beat Marinelli in the finals. And I think I think Marinelli's tour of avengement continues. I think he's going to win it. But I agree. I think he sees David McFadden because, one, because I think David McFadden – is like Marinelli where he can have the same type of um, game plan against Wick, but also because I don't want to see Marinelli Wick again. Yeah. We've seen it enough. <laughs> we've seen it enough. And at some point it's going to be something like um, Wick's going to beat him and everyone's going to go, Oh, see Marinelli's off the track. No. Like once you face a guy so many times, yeah. it, it gets really hard to keep beating them. And they're going to see each other at big tens. They'll probably see each other at nationals too. Yeah. And it's just going to be annoying. Um, so I'm hoping that it's a McFadden Marinelli because that's something that we've seen, but you see it again. See it again. Yeah, we haven't seen it in a couple. I'm, of years I'm okay with McFadden was up a weight last year, so. right? I'm I'm okay with seeing that. So um, going on to, I don't know why that went off. Did Siri want to make a make a bet on? I who, think, did, uh, think McFadden was going. Is haunted. <laughs> um, one seventy four. We're going with uh, Michael Kemmer, I think, is the top seed. Leedy, uh, Dylan Lighty, Lighty, Leedy, Lighty, 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 um, is probably your number two because he beat Styrt at CKLB. Yeah. Um, so they'll probably see each other in the semis. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone else is going to jump. No, Bryce no I think there's three are definitely the top three seeds. Right, and then you're looking at kind of a deep dive with Ben Harvey, or not deep dive, but most likely these guys are taken. Um, in your league, and I think they're solid starters because I think Lighty's probably taken after his win. Steyer yeah. probably is taken, and absolutely Michael Kemmerer yeah, is definitely on somebody's team. Taken. But Ben Harvey has looked good uh, this year. Anthony Mantonona uh, also, he's kind of up and down. He's, yeah, he's streaky. He's streaky. Right now, Ben Harvey is is 9-3 and three with a 33% bonus rate. Uh, he lost to Carter Storacci at the Patriot Open, which – I don't think you can really fault him for, but Mantonona, like we were saying from Oklahoma, he's 11 and four is 
his bonus record is almost 50%. But you look at some of his losses. He lost to Lighty. That's okay. That's fine. He's beaten Andrew McNally. He lost to Brandon Womack by pin. Um, he's lost to Anthony Valencia, and he's lost to DJ Shannon of Illinois. Yeah, it's not a, that's not a good loss there. And, I mean, you, he's beaten McNally twice. He's beaten Rocky Jordan. He's had some decent wins. He hasn't had the top echelon kind yeah. of win. He hasn't had the signature win yet. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a at-your-own-risk yeah. kind of take. He him. could be really well or he could not place. Right. And I think another guy who – probably isn't on someone's roster that you can pick up is clay lot from north carolina he's right now eight and two four of his matches he's won by uh bonus um so far he didn't start out strong he lost to neil richards twice at the southeast open uh who is a tough out yeah I mean, he's had a good year he's not the, he's not the best but yeah you know i i think he's threat aa kind of guy which i think clay lot is too but He's beaten Reese Hughes from Michigan. He was he got that fall, which ended up yeah. helping them win that. Um, and he hasn't really faced any other quality competition. He beat um, Jeremiah Kent, who I'm really high on from Missouri, who's now going to be starting for him. Yeah, as a bonus point machine, he majored him actually. Yeah. Um, but I think I think uh, Clay Lott is another guy you can definitely look at if we're going deep dives at 74. The only one I could think of is, and I'm sorry, Kyle Brackey. I know you not a fan of him, but Got to go with Joey Gunther. Yeah. The man wins. He keeps it close. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. He's He's got a 16% bonus rate. He's 5-1 and one so far on the season. Um, he's beaten good guys. He he lost to Ben Harvey, but he beat Connor Flynn. Um, you know, Tanner Webster from Purdue. Eh. Not really. Hunter Fortner uh from chattanooga eh, i mean yeah. he doesn't have anyone good but he keeps it all close he's yeah. all close with him um he only has one major and it was against sage castillo from uh central michigan so i think he's a if you're looking for a guy that's a guy to pick guy. up most yeah. likely he's he's there um but i uh, did i pick last last I, time or? my pick first last you time. Preferred, i'm gonna say Kemmer wins this yeah i agree and i'm gonna say Styard in the oh Finals. I'm gonna go with Kemmer over Lighty. I Lighty. think Lighty gets there again, man. He's just wrestling really well. Purdue as a whole. Yeah, man. I'm really, really impressed with their team. Very impressive. So, um, Boilermakers. Yep. Go get it. <laughs> and speaking of you and I, um, 84 Luan has to be the top seed. You know, he has a couple of losses. Yeah, but- this weight class is kind of, kind of open at this tournament. It is. It's, and it's just like at. Um, was it was it forty nine where you know you had the top guy you have Taylor Luan, but then everyone else how are you going to seed it? Yeah, it's going to be a mess to seed this. this so what, this bracket, I think Tanner Harvey from American gets the number two seed, and the reason I think that is because right now his record is ten and one. His only loss is to Hunter Bolin. Yeah, it's a quality guy. quality quality loss, and he lost six to five. He kept it close. Not that I don't think they really. Come yeah. to play how you lost or how yeah, you so won. style points for losing. Exactly. But he has a good record. He's 10 and 1. He's 10 and 1. He's beaten Cam Caffey. Um, he's beaten Antonio Ag from uh, Old Dominion. He hasn't had a lot of top quality D1 wins, but when you look at the other guys like Johnny Sebastian, who only who missed a lot of time, yeah, uh, he's only with injuries, one. 4 and 1. He beat Nelson Brands, right? So 
you think, okay, Nelson Brands then could be the number three seed. Well, he lost to Johnny Sebastian, and also he's only got three, three wins, or three, three matches. matches. Yeah, and his, three matches. His best win is Samuel Colbray, who is good, but he lost to Travis Stefanik. And if you're looking at Stefanik, then he's five and two, and he's lost to someone. Uh, he's lost to Chris Wheeler, and he lost to George Walton from Ryder. Yeah. I mean, so all these guys, it's another A beats B, B beats C, C beats A. Yeah. And nobody has kind of a, oh, well, you lost, but, yeah. you know, you have quality competition. Andrew Morgan also is another guy from Campbell who's got a 25% bonus rate. He's 13-3. and three. I think, you know, he's definitely a guy who's probably top four, top five yeah. in the seeds. Um, I think if we have to look at seeding, though, I think someone like Noah Stewart from Army is going to be your third seed. And the, uh, he's, he's undefeated. He's undefeated. He's six and zero. He's wrestled uh, Johnny. He beat Johnny Sebastian. Yeah. He bought, beat Bobby Strigo. He beat Allard. Allard, yeah, who's having a great year too. So I think he probably gets your third seed, and then maybe Britt Wilson. Yeah, number four. I mean, uh, you got another Bronigal in there. Max Lyon, who Max Lyon, his record isn't the greatest right now, but he's twelve and seven. But he's got a high bonus rate. He's almost he's over forty percent with that. So Allard's also going to be here. I mean, how do you, the seedings really. Yeah. It's going to impact the weight a lot too. Yeah. Where people are going to be. So some of these picks may not happen. Yeah. You know, these might be semifinals. These might be quarterfinals. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and I, I forget, did I pick first? Um, I think I go first this time. You go first. I'm going to take Luan. I don't think it's even really that close. I think he's Above everybody else at the weight. I agree. And I think he, he'll wrestle Harvey from American in the finals. All right. You take Harvey. And I'm going to say it's Nelson Brands. As the other guy. As the other guy. As okay. the other finalist. Now, to note also, like we said, red shirts are going to be in here. Backups are going to be in here. It just depends. Because yeah. you, you're only allotted like 22, 23 guys, but only 12 can score or 15 can yeah. something like that. Cash Wilkie's going to be in here. This is another Iowa contested weight. Yeah. So Wilkie could absolutely. He could win the whole thing. He could. I mean, he's good. Um, so it really might have a, a Brands Wilkie final. And that's, think of that as as the deciding 184 yeah, wrestle, for the rest of the season. Good Midlands Lord. Championship. Um, yeah. So that's a possibility. I, I think Nelson Brands wins it. I like his style. He's hard nosed. You know, yeah. his redshirt year, he was bonus point galore. So I think he's definitely a guy, and I think he stays. I think he's going to be on the bottom half of of Luan. Yeah. Um, so one ninety seven. Then um, moving into, unfortunately, because I have Pat Brocky, Pat Brocky and Jacob Warner are the cream of the crop here. Yeah, they're the top, but top guys. I think Warner's going to be one because he beat yeah. Brocky, and that puts him on the same. That puts Brocky on the same side as Christian Brunner. Yeah. Um, now I think Brocky can definitely beat him. Um, beat Brunner. Brunner's not easy by any means. Um, but I'm going to say that Pat Brucky wins it over Jacob Warner. I think it's a rematch of that. But, I mean, guys that you look at to round out your, your lineup um, in the most likely available column, Thomas Lane, I saw his name there. He's going to be there. Yeah. Um, he took it to Colin Moore. He's a solid guy from Cal Poly. Jake Woodley, J-I-L-O, yeah. is going to be there. Christian Brunner, I think Christian Brunner probably is taken in people's leagues because yeah. 97 is just kind of so yeah, so shallow. Not good, yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're 
if those guys are even taken, I mean, Drew Phipps and Jack Brown, those are, are some other guys that you might look at. Um, Drew Phipps, not having the greatest of years, but not a terrible year yeah. either. So, I mean, he's a solid guy. It's 97. He could wind up winning the whole thing. It was just <laughs> you never know. Game. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Um, who do you, who do you see coming out on top? Of um, I have it the same way you do. I think, I think it's Brucky in the rematch against uh, Warner. All right. And Brucky's got a really tough way to get there though. Cause I think, like you said, he's going to be on the same side as Brunner. And, um, you know, I think, I think Warner's going to wind up having a little bit of an easier of a path to the finals and, mm-hmm. and the top half of the bracket. But I think Brucky gets it done. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Brucky. Since, since we're the same here too, who do you got taking third? Who do you think is the oh, best man. of the rest? I'm, I guess I'll, if I'm going to take those two in the finals, I'll take Brunner to, to be third. Third. And I'm going to go with J.A.L.O. Yeah, good pick. I, I, I mean, his CKL – was he at CK Yeah, CKLV, he didn't have the greatest. I think he finished seventh without looking it up. I think he's he took seventh or something like that. I I, oh, I put it as Thomas Lane. Um, J.I.L.O. is third. I, I like that. Jake Woodley could absolutely yeah, take third, Jake too. Jake Woodley could, could definitely break up the bracket. He's tough. Yeah. And then we'll move to 285, who – this is really shallow – I mean, most likely these guys are, are taken in your league. Matt Stencil, Trent Hilger, Anthony Cassiopeian, Jerry Hano. Um, people that are probably available for you, Colton McKiernan from uh, SIUE and um, Carter Easley, Isley from yeah, UNI. Isley, I think. Yeah, UNL. I mean, you have you have some other guys like Ben Sullivan from uh, Army. But really, after after those top four guys – I really don't see anybody else yeah. taking it. I mean, I think and and seeding's gonna come into play here too. I think Stencil gets the first seed just because of his yeah. past. But I think you can make a play for Cassiope to I be think, the number I one. Cassiope being undefeated will give him the one seed. But he's only got four matches. I mean, can you really put that yeah. much stock into that? And he yeah. didn't beat anyone his redshirt freshman year, so I d I don't know if you can really say he's got better quality competition than that stencil. Yeah, and with Stencil's record, he's definitely got more than three matches. Well, he's lost to... He lost to Paris, right? He lost to Paris like three times this yeah. year. So he's over for Paris. Um, but he's beaten everybody else, I believe. Yeah, he's lost, he lost to Paris, lost to Paris, lost to Paris. He's beaten everybody else. Yeah, uh, so he's probably your one seed. I, I, he's beaten Ben Sullivan. He's beaten Ryan Cloud. I mean, he doesn't have Terry Miller from Appalachian State, who's having a good year. He doesn't have the, the name recognition of, of guys that he's beaten but i think i think you got to put him one but cassiope could be one too yeah i think hilger is definitely the three Hano's definitely the four yeah so it really comes down to who's going to be what seed but in the end i think i think cassiope makes the finals and i'm gonna say that Uh, this is tough. I'm going to say Stencil gets the first seed. I, I say Stencil's going to beat him. Okay. I'm going to take Hilger to win it. Hilger? Yeah. I think Hilger gets his revenge. I don't hate that. I think any one of these guys could win it. Yeah. Um, and depending on how the brackets go, I'll take Cassiope in the finals against Hilger. Again, they might be on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. But um, if that's the case, then, then I'll probably take Stencil as his opponent in the finals. All right. But I'm not really sure how the bracket is going to you know, how they're going to seed it yet. Yeah. But I like Hilger to win it. 
I, I I don't hate that pick. He looked off a little bit in their dual meet. Yeah, he was taking straight on shots from distance, and it just I don't know. It didn't look good. I'm I I'm hoping it's just like how I'm predicting with Bros that it's going to be kind of a second go around kind yeah. of thing. You figure out your guy. Um, but yeah, he didn't wrestle Cassiope very well in the in the dual meet. He just kind of got behind and then just started diving at his legs. Right. Not really. He got desperate. And, yeah. So we got. Um, a pretty good rundown, I think, of, of all of that. I think, you know, if you got questions at me, <laughs> you know, uh, message us. Let us know your questions, your concerns. We'll answer any lineup questions you have. But we do have a couple questions, three questions, actually, that we'll run through real quick uh, from our good, loyal fans of the podcast. Yes. and, and loyal fans since and day one. Yes. Uh, so let's start with the first one. So first one is a starter set. Kind of question. Uh, they have Ben Harvey and they have Hayden Hastings. So Hayden Hastings is Wyoming. He's going to be at the South Beach Duels, um, and he's got Ben Harvey. Who do you start now? He's part of our league here, that well, our separate league, not a Russell Stat league, where the, it runs from uh, Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday to Tuesday. So it takes rankings into account, and it's modified uh, bonus ranking. Uh, yeah. scoring so uh for that i would say probably ben harvey because the he hastings is going to be facing womack cutler and somebody else who else is is uh wyoming facing um 74 oh and jeremiah kent yeah from missouri so that's a rough three matches yeah i i don't well uh, let me see hold on lehigh yeah i think i think they're facing it well either way without knowing really who they're facing on what days when it comes to wrestle stat leagues it's hard to say so stay on top of my tweets and and what we'll be putting out i'll let you guys I, I know like what harvey. I, I, too. I think harvey too because if we're looking at 74 like i said the the breakdown of, of 74 you have camera at the top then lighty then styart and i think he can go with styart i think he can go with clay lot and i think he can go with mantanona so i think yeah. he's definitely like a top five finish yeah and top five finish gets you some pretty decent points yeah and um hannah bentley asks us what does every wrestler want for christmas Oh man, I think what every wrestler wants for Christmas would be a magical scale that'll just make you weigh whatever you think. Just whatever you just close your eye, almost like the ruby slippers. I wish I was one. I wish I was one fifty-seven. Just step on and boom. (laughs) A magical scale would be great for a wrestler. That would be. Well, I mean, are we doing realistic? If we're doing realistic, I'll say a two-pound allowance. Yeah. I saw that a, a couple times. People saying like "Merry Christmas!" Here's your two pound allowance and everything. High school, it's wonderful. It helps shape as coaches. It helps shape the lineup easier. Helps kids eat a little bit more. But can you imagine if there was like a two pound allowance in college? Yeah. Do you think there would be a lot of weight changes? Um, I think most kids are sucking a lot of weight as it is. I don't think they'd drop any further. But man, I bet you they would love having a two or three pound grace to yeah. go up. Just eat a little. Because I mean, more. if you if you look at it like. Okay, there's 125 and then 133. So 127, the 133. Could you see some guys moving down that way? The heavier you get, obviously, not not so much. But yeah. 84 to 75, 74, 76 now. Eh, yeah. on it. I don't know. And most guys in college are so sucked down. A couple more pounds wouldn't make a difference to them yeah. going down a weight, but it wouldn't help them 
make the weight that they're at right. and help them feel a little bit better Yeah, rather than starving themselves, which most of them do. So you say magical. I said magic scale. Magic scale. I say two pound allowance. Yeah. I think they're both in, they're pretty good gifts. Um, and then Will Bentley just kind of left it open-ended. Folk style or international competition or freestyle? Which one do you prefer? Which you prefer? Um, well, we'll start with that. Which you prefer, folk style or uh, or freestyle? Wow. Um, I, I actually I like both styles. They're different. Um, I actually kind of I think prefer folk style mm -hmm. because um, there's a the whole mat element of it, which doesn't really exist in the freestyle. It's more neutral, which right. is kind of cool, but. Um, the problem I have with freestyle and it's been there since I wrestled, um, there's so much subjectivity Yeah. and you shoot on me and I throw you, did you shoot me and knock me off my feet or did I lift you off your feet and roll you over top of me? And then who scored and do you get four for feet to back or do I get four for me getting you feet to back? And it, it, this whole gray area where, Nobody knows how to score it, and everybody is right and everybody is wrong at the same time. Right, really makes it confusing, especially if you're not a if you're just a casual fan and you watch somebody shoot in on somebody and I mock and throw you, mm -hmm. and you wrap your arms around my legs and blast double me, and ref gives four four, and then the scoreboard gives four nothing, and somebody else gives two two, and they're right. all really right because they all really happen, but nobody knows how to really score it, and then you have bricks coming in and. Nobody knows what the hell that means, and yeah, it just gets very confusing. It 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 has gotten better. Yeah, freestyle has gotten better, and I've been trying to be more open minded with it. And I like folk style a lot more. I like the the uh, control aspect of it. You know, I'm that kind of guy that hates the running back that runs into the end zone outstretched arm and he loses control of the ball, but it broke the plane. So technically, no, I think you should have control to the ground. Yeah. So I'm an old curmudgeon. Get off my lawn. The guy that guy. Get, just pinches the tip of the ball as it crosses the goal line and loses it. Exactly. Like, well, right. the goal line. Like, well he, no, he didn't have control over, it. but I'm, I, I've been against kind of a step out. I'm kind of leaning towards some type of step out. I think ultimately if you could get freestyle refs, to be in folk style yeah. because freestyle reps are more it, when it comes to scoring and rules, they're more rigid. Whereas I feel like folk style, they're willing to call like an action out of bounds kind of thing and not stalling as yeah. much as a freestyle ref would. But the opposite is true when it comes to time wasting in international and freestyle refs will let a guy you know, be on his back, like Musakayev or something, be on his back or work on his leg or yeah. something like that. And come on, we got to go. And he's doing the, you know, the wavy Wait, motion. Maybe. Whereas with, with folk style, you know, if you take a while, they'll hit you with stalling real quick. Right. Or you put you on the injury clock. Or injury clock. Right. Right. So it's like, there's good things on both styles of refs, but what about international wrestlers in folk style? We had that question before with how Sedulayev wrestling at heavyweight that one year when yeah. Kyle Snyder was, I think it was Kyle Snyder and, uh, and Kuhn. How do you, how would Sedge Alive do? I think they would do. Oh my do. God. Sedge Alive would destroy people. <laughs> now he, he doesn't have a mat. Child. He doesn't have a mat presence, yeah. but at heavyweight, I mean, yeah, he can just take people down, right. and let them up. But if you get some guys, maybe at the lower weights at like a 57 or 49 or something like that, how do you think they would do? They would do fine. They would, 
need a little bit of adjustment time, but um, obviously the problem would be bottom because getting out on bottom can be very difficult. But if you're that talented, um, you know, you learn how to do a stand up, you know how to, you know, you know, pinch off, you know how to, you know, get in tight and work to your feet, Mm -hmm. get your hips away. But yeah, that would be the the hardest thing for freestyle international wrestlers would be would be wrestling on bottom. Right. And we kind of talked about it before. I, I think, there might be a little bit of a shift in the mentality of, well, if I want to compete internationally, I have to train full time for it. Whereas you just saw Spencer Lee not being any. Yeah. That's a bunch of hooey freestyle competition. And he goes out and wins. Yeah. It. We, we've had so many wrestlers in this country go right from folk style into winning a gold medal in worlds or Olympics. Yeah. That, that, that's just ridiculous. And I'll say as jam packed with talent as that tournament was, the seats were empty. Yeah, I mean the uh, there there were a lot of people there. Don't get me wrong, but the first, the blood round or not even the blood round was it Friday night or whatever of of nationals. You it's packed. It's still packed. Yeah, and th- those are like almost quote unquote meaningless, you know, matches almost. But we've taken up too much time. Um, we just want to say thank you guys for listening to thank us. You. Thank you for clicking listening. Be on the lookout for some of my updates on Twitter, on the blog. Um, If you have any questions, at me, message me, get in touch with us, let us know. But we appreciate it. Go win week nine, and we'll see you next week. Happy holidays. See you.